0: Cats at night. Now here's John Why don't
1: we bring in uh, Melissa Derosa. She's on the line with us right now. Former, uh, I, I, I want to, I know they use the word secretary, but I want to say what? What else? Chief, chief, of, the staff? chief of staff. She was runs staff. For Who's the chief runs of staff. The Right hand man, top dog, Melissa Derosa. Welcome back to Cats at Night. Great to be back, guys. How you doing?
2: Good. Well, tell, tell, you tell us how we're doing.
3: Yeah, we were just – Melissa, it's Richard Weinberg. We were just talking about what's going on with the nomination for chief judge, and I just mentioned that they're packing the Judiciary Committee with people who already announced that they're against him. So what kind of fair process is that?
1: Yep, that's exactly what's happening. I mean, it's fascinating to watch because, again, I think there's a larger story here about what we can expect from the legislature and the governor this year. This is really – The Democrats in the legislature, who retained a supermajority in both houses, flexing their muscles. They had said, the Democrats in the Senate had said that there were three people on the list that did not meet their litmus test for who they wanted. And Kathy Hochul, the new governor, selected one of those three, making what I think she thought was going to be a historic Latino choice, first Latino to serve as the chief judge of the Court of Appeals. And the Democrats are saying, you know, as loudly as they can that it's not going to happen. And so, you know, it's funny because it's like, where does this end? It does not seem like there is sort of like when you're watching Washington right now with Kevin McCarthy and you're like, what is the strategy? There is no strategy. Watching Kathy Hochul with Hector LaSalle, there is no strategy.
0: Let's look at and- Hector LaSalle. He is a presiding justice of the second department, one of the busiest departments in the United States Five thousand decisions. They pick out two decisions from this very distinguished uh Latino jurist, and those two decisions, they say one's anti-union, the other's anti-abortion. Well, guess what? You they know. have they have super majorities in both houses. They have the governor. They could have changed those decisions in one day if they wanted to. Did they? And the fact is, you read those cases; they don't say what the opposition to Los says. They say it that. So, well, you know what?
1: Say you. Well, I was going to say to that point, the point of a hearing is where members would have the opportunity in a public forum to raise questions about these decisions and ask pointed questions about the reasoning behind the decisions. And what the Democrats in the Senate have said loud and clear is we're not doing that. We don't care. We don't want to hear your rationale. We're not open to listening to maybe we're not all lawyers. Potentially, he's going to tell us that there's some reason. I mean, I read the cases, and I don't read them the same way that the Democrats in the legislature do. I know Judge Weinberg's on the line right now. I'd be curious to hear what he thinks. But they're not even open to the possibility that they will listen to the rationale. And whether it was that he followed the law, potentially there's a quirk in the law that the legislature could cure The reality is the far left does not want Hector LaSalle because he's a former prosecutor. And they said early on that they wanted a public defender, that they felt like the court was too conservative and they see prosecutors as being conservative. So I almost feel like it was like, you know, they went in search of a reason and they backed into these cases. And when they say we're not even open to listening or hearing him out or letting the public hear him out, they're saying they don't really care. And so, you know, I think that we're now just there playing chicken with one another. Kathy Hochul has signaled she's not willing to give up. She would rather he fails in committee or on the floor than to pull him back. And with every passing day, the Senate Democrats are saying very, communicating very loudly that this is not going to happen. So-
3: Melissa, let me ask you a procedural question based on your expertise in, in the legislature yeah. on it. So let's assume that he's voted down in committee. Yep. There's a petition discharge still work to get it on the floor or does that kill it entirely?
1: You know, I don't I have I and I know that um, Governor Patterson had raised this prior in another call. I am not familiar with how that would work. And I'm not sure that given that the Senate Dems have as many members that they do, that there would be that you would have. The, I, I just can't fathom that they could overrule the Judiciary Committee and still get it to the floor. Yeah, I could be wrong, but that never yeah. happened in my time in government.
3: But it would be interesting because then you get the, every one of the members of the Senate on the record, and they're ducking yep. it. In other words, they're letting yep. the dirty work be done by Holman, who's a chairman of the Judiciary Committee, and, and, the, and, the and everybody deck.
2: else is innocent. That's
3: right.
0: They're but like, you know exactly. what I want to know,
2: Judge? You know what I want to know? Where are all the Latinos? Why mm. don't you stand up and yell?
0: Ready for rare. Finally you know came out, John. He's made it. Well, Freddie,
2: call in. We're waiting for you. Call on in.
0: And what about the the
1: bar
3: associations?
0: Bar associations are coming out. Yep. And the editorial
1: boards. This is outrageous. Melissa, what do do you say? Well, I was going to say, there's a number of Latinos that are, you know, members of the Democratic Socialist Association who are coming out and saying, don't play identity politics with this. This isn't about being Latino. We're not going to let that argument fly and just do this because he's Latino which is sort of comical because I think the far left leans on identity politics (laughs) more than anyone in America. So it's like, oh, this one time we're not going to play identity politics. But so, to Your point, John, the, the Latinos are not fully organized behind him. And if anything, the ones that you're seeing that are sort of being louder, that are currently in power, put Freddie Ferrer aside. He hasn't been in office since he was Bronx Borough president. You know, we all know who he is on this call, but I'm not sure people currently in office, you know, think of him as a, as a leader in the Latino community anymore. Who do so you consider the major leader in the
2: com- yes. Melissa, who do you consider the major leader in the Latino community?
1: You know, I look at people like Nidia Velasquez, who I think is very distinguished and holds a senior position within the congressional delegation, and her name was on a press release, but she's been very silent. I haven't seen them. Yes, they're scared her her of out. the left.
2: Um, sorry. Uh, Melissa. They're scared of the extreme left.
1: Instead of the extreme? I don't think no, of they're Nydia scared of it. Extreme left. Oh, they're scared. Exactly. That's exactly right. So maybe they'll even... Put their name on a press release, but they're not going to go out and die on the hill for this.
0: So the chairman of the Democratic Party, Jay Jacobs, has actually called out the, uh, the Democrat socialists who are against this, et cetera, saying they do not represent the full party. What do you think of that?
1: I mean, they absolutely don't. I mean, look, in my experience, the DSA couldn't win citywide today. They, you know, can win these little assembly races and these little state senate races and these little city council races in pockets of the city that are very, very far to the left. But they couldn't win citywide. Actually, they, they
0: city-wide. couldn't. They did not even – they couldn't even even win the Democratic nomination. They came in third, didn't they?
1: That's exactly right. And so to cower to them, you know, is – <laughs> look, I, I keep going back to this with people, reporters that I'm talking to. Look what's happening right now in Washington with Kevin McCarthy – when the crazies in the party take the party hostage and if this is a slippery slope and people need to be paying attention in new york because if you empower the vocal minority fringe in a party it can happen on the other side too and so i think that this is a little bit of like a warning shot and people need to open their eyes but you know unfortunately and i love jay jacobs he's a friend i don't know that he's the right messenger on this he gets the left really riled up they had all been calling for him to resign and so, I go back to what I said at the start of this conversation, which is Hogel appears to have no strategy, and so Hector LaSalle is sort of hanging out there. the court's you know future is in the balance, and I just don't see the political strategy to land the plane
0: so is, is uh, he hanging out there if, in fact, you're good at counting heads, madam Secretary, you counted them last time uh, there were twenty one against, and you're talking sixty three senators. That's not even close to uh, getting a majority against, which would be 32. Where do you think it is now?
1: So the last time we spoke, I had it at 21. As of this morning, I count 23. So now, granted, I'm not checking in on the Republicans, and I'm not even sure Hopel has engaged the Republican conference. So I'm not sure where where that conference would go, if they would all be together, or if they would want to cut some deal. But from what I understand, there's 23 votes in the Democratic conference against.
0: Well, uh, look, the, the the Republicans are talking, I suspect, uh, that, the never, that the Republicans will go, all 21 of them, for LaSalle on the floor. So where do you think it ends up if it got to the floor?
1: If it gets to the floor. You know, then I think that the tricky thing is going to be, does labor go in and apply pressure to some more of the moderates? And that's going to be, you know, where Hochul has to flex her political muscle and go sit with the AFL-CIO and 32BJ and 1199 and CWA and cut a deal on something else that they want. But they've got it because at this point, the far left of the Democratic Party in the state Senate is not the majority. No. But once you start to get the moderates involved, because labor applies pressure, that's when you're going to lose this thing. And so the question is, can they politically go in and cut the deals that are necessary to see this through, which would require doing some horse trading with labor? And at this point, it doesn't even look like they're trying. So, again, it's just it's it's mind boggling for those of us who have done that job before that you would get to this point and, and appear to be just flailing with every passing day.
3: And this is a real problem for the governor going forward. Because if She loses this fight. They're only emboldened, and she's really weakened.
1: A hundred percent. And she already gave away the pay raise for nothing, which, you know, was a maximum point of leverage. Can you figure
2: that out, Melissa? I mean, you're one smart person. You've been in Albany forever. Can you figure out why she would sign that pay raise without getting anything anything back in return?
1: I really can't, John. I mean, I know that she's got this whole mantra where she's like, I do things differently, I'm not going to govern like Andrew Cuomo. And it's like, look, nobody confuses you for Andrew Cuomo. Like, you don't have to worry about that. Be effective. Go get something done. Use the different levers of power that are afforded to the governor and the state constitution. Flex your muscles. Sometimes that means having a difficult conversation. Sometimes that means using the leverage that you've got in front of you in order to get something else. And at this point, she's not doing that and it doesn't seem to be changing. So No, I I don't understand it. It's nice to be nice. It's better to be effective. And this governor has got to figure that out.
2: Melissa DeRosa, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for your common sense. Thank you uh, for your uh, truthfulness. And uh, we'll catch up with you again real soon.
1: All right. Sounds good. Bye. Thank Thank
0: Thank you. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.